Welcome back, baseball fans. Episode 54, rounding third, the baseball podcast. Pleasure to be joined by Max as we are here to cover another week of baseball. Feel like uh, we're approaching the trade deadline. Going to have a lot of dialogue around that. Some of the staples to wrap up here. Really just want to talk about what's been a great week, uh, kind of getting back into the swing of things. All-star break is long in the rearview mirror. And uh, yeah, let's just jump right into it. Roll the intro. Today, I consider myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth. All right, Max, we are here. Episode 54, always a pleasure to be talking ball with you. A lot to talk about now with this trade deadline approaching. Yeah, it seems like they're, it's been a bit slow. You know, there are all these rumors, people going all over the place. Juan Soto has been in the news forever. We finally got, you know, one deal, Andrew Benatendi to the Yankees, all-star. I think that was pretty good and huge for them. Um but I do definitely expect this weekend's going to be kind of crazy. Yeah, we should have some things flying. By the way, trade deadline is August 2nd. I believe that is next Tuesday. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Andrew Benatendi, kind of the first big domino to fall, which I believe you tweeted that out. Quick reminder, <laughs> follow the Twitter rounding third now. That's rounding 3RD now. Um, see all the latest content and clips from games there. But Max, Andrew Benatendi to the Yankees, taking one of those outfield spots, more than likely Joey Gallo, who's on the block. How do you think, is this an indication that New York is officially out of the Soto sweepstakes, or what, what was your read on that? Yeah, I, I do think they're out of the Soto sweepstakes. I just don't think they can make the move right now. Um, but but I think this Andrew Benatendi thing is great for them. I mean, their, their outfield's their weakest area i mean they've got stanton not really an outfielder judge has been playing great but then gallo and hicks aren't you know performing the way they'd hope gallo is definitely on the trade market i've heard the padres uh, i think another team but these teams don't want to give up the prospect the yankees want because i mean gallo has not played well since he's been in new york um, but i think it's a huge trade i think it really helps them solidify their outfield core, give it a little more hitting. I mean, Andrew Benatendi is an all-star. He's got a history in this league. I think it's a great move for the Yankees. I expect them to still be in the market for one of the arms that we're going to talk about, you know, Paulo Lopez, Castillo, Montas, one of these guys. I, I think they'll still be in the market, but I don't expect the Yankees to really be in the Soto trade market anymore, and I don't think they are. Yeah, I think this is kind of the admission, kind of the stepping off point. Um, as you mentioned, they've kind of juiced up their outfield now, brought it up to where I think it needs to be. No reason to give up the process. And I'm pretty sure the trade that the Nationals were asking for was uh, their five of their top 10 prospects and in addition, uh, Gleyber Torres. So pretty big haul there. And if you already have Ben Attendee, no real reason. Uh, as you mentioned, all-star, big bat out there. Going to be interesting because, of course, Ben Attendi was a Red Sox last year. Um, so, see, part of that championship team as well, that outfield with Mookie Betts. So, 
it'll be interesting to see if uh, playing in the pinstripes is is hard for him at all. Yeah, I'm not too worried about that. I, I do just think this is a great move for that team overall. I mean, it, it just gives them more flexibility. I mean, Ben Benintendi, he could DH sometimes, but it also allows you to keep Stanton as the primary DH, not necessarily make him play outfield as much. It also lets you maybe not keep Aaron Hicks as a – I mean, he'll still be a common player in that lineup, but I think they would like to take a step back from using him as often because he – is just not very good but i love the trade we'll see what else happens but this does feel like the first kind of all-star type big name player from a poor team getting moved so it's it's exciting we're only a few days away what trade are you or or what guy on the block are you most excited about falling i mean soto it has to be soto i i mean for many reasons one the cardinals i know i'm wearing a mariner's hat but the cardinals are you know, right in the mix, one of the top two teams competing for him. It seems like it's them and the Padres. Uh, but other than that, I am interested in a lot of these pitchers, Castillo and Montas in particular. I know we're going to like give predictions for all these guys, but I think they're huge pieces that a team like the Dodgers, for example, could love to have with all their injuries and their rotation. So who knows? But I think Juan Soto is the guy, the Kevin Durant trade market, like, he is the guy that everybody's eyes on. He's going to be the biggest one. I feel like as it's gone along, my thoughts on if he'll actually get traded have decreased. Um, I still think he probably does, but you know, at least Washington not willing to uh, part ways with him yet, even though the packages have been huge, all rumored, but the potential package has been huge, which we know they would have to be. I mean, Juan Soto's already a generational talent and he's 23 years old he's younger than the prospects you're trading and he's a generational mlb talent so i don't know i i think he ends up in st louis max i know you won't want to say that you don't want the jinx but if i was a betting man that that's where i think he's going uh, you know it, it's just hard for me to even believe it you know i i would love it and everybody says he's up there and i think we can put a package together that would be very tasty and better than a lot of what other teams could provide. I mean, we've got a ton of big league ready prospects that have already been playing every day for us. Plus Jordan Walker, Mason wins some top guys. There's no question we could put a package together. They would want, I don't know what we'll give up. I'm, I'm a little worried. Like if I see we traded for Soto, I'm going to be pumped up, but I'm going to hold back a little bit. I don't want to see Jordan Walker there. I don't want to see Dylan Carlson there. Um, Pretty much everyone else, like Nolan Gorman, honestly, he's been great, but it's Juan Soto. Uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not getting too excited yet. I, I also, I did hear Ken Rosenthal say he thinks Soto will be traded by the deadline. He just, that's kind of the vibe he's getting. Um, and I kind of feel that way too, but we'll see. It's interesting. Cardinals play at Washington over the weekend going into the deadline. So would be a perfect time for Mo, Mo to get some one-on-one time with the Nats GM, get Soda to just pack his bags, come right across the hall. We'll see. Yeah, I, I mean, I saw Soto left his home run derby trophy and chain in the LA visitors locker room. So at that point, I just assumed he was coming to town. But uh, after the Nationals came back, I believe he took all that memorabilia with him. So I think LA's out on him. Yeah, 
Yeah, it really seems like the field's narrowing quite a bit. But let's get into the, let's get into these predictions because I mean we're talking about the trade deadline. We made a list five guys, James, right? Five guys. We're going to give a prediction where we think they end up. Well, I've said mine. Let's just start with Soto. That's what we were talking about. I've said mine. I think he's a Cardinal. I think by Tuesday, he's a Redbird. Interested to hear if that's where you have him. You know, I actually said he's going to be a Padre. I, I just think, you know, even though the Cardinals are there, they're in the mix. I think we need to prioritize pitching, and I might have a the the Cardinals on my list for another guy we're going to talk about. But I just think Soto. I could see him in San Diego. I could see him wearing their jersey. I could see him playing with Tatis and Machado. Um, so I'm going San Diego for Soto, but I would love him to be in St. Louis. It would be incredible to trade three of your top prospects to still be 20 games back and never win your division. <laughs> Gotta love the uh, San Diego Little Brothers. Okay, let me shoot one back at you. That was Soto. How about Wilson Contreras, catcher for the Chicago Cubs? Longtime Cub. Had an emotional moment at Wrigley Field hugging Ian Happ. Both expected to be traded. Where do you think Wilson Contreras ends up? This is a tough one because really knowing who needs a catcher and where he ends up, because he also could DH. That's what's sort of been on my head is maybe he gets thrown in as a DH and then you can kind of switch off and on catcher duties. This is the hardest one that I think I had to place. And really, I'm kind of just taking a feeler here. Again, I have Soto going to the Cardinals. I have the Padres coming in to bolster their lineup it's kind of an out there prediction, but I just, this one I struggled with max interested to see where you went. The Padres are an interesting choice. I think um, just with they, them having Nola and uh, Faro, but I mean, it'd be good for them. I went with the Houston Astros. Um, I think I might've hinted at this a while ago. I, I just think he's a good fit. I think Maldonado is just not giving the offensive production the team wants. I know he's a great defensive catcher, people say, and he can really run that uh, rotation with Framber Valdez and Javier. But I, I think he would fit in. This is a team that is only a couple games behind the Yankees for best record in baseball. Going to compete for World Series once again, getting a guy like Wilson Contreras. I mean, it's perfect for them. And I, I think he'd fit right in and be the type of guy that that team needs. And he can definitely DH as well. I mean, I know they have Jordan, but they can move things around and get him into the DH spot if they need to. Yeah, I, I like the pick. I think Houston probably is the most logical decision and landing spot. For me, it's just Maldonado means too much to the rotation. I do believe when you switch off catchers, sometimes you get that offense, but if you lose it in pitching, it doesn't necessarily matter. Again, I watch Austin Barnes play every four or five games just because it makes Kershaw a better pitcher, and I'm fine eating that offense in the nine hole. Yeah, that's fair. Now, to me, we've talked about the two biggest bats up to this point that I would say that are probably going to get moved. There's a couple other pieces here or there. Uh, again, Joey Gallo probably going somewhere, but I think that doesn't really matter. But to me, the premiums on arms. There's a lot of teams that can use an extra arm. You can always use an extra pitcher. Pitchers win playoff games. And there's three really good ones on the block. Um, I made a TikTok about this. So, again, shout out to the TikTok, rounding third pod. 
um, always got content coming out there. But one that I'm interested in, to me, this is one that I didn't expect to be on the block, didn't really get on the block till recently, and I think is the best pitcher of the group, Pablo Lopez, Miami Marlins. Where do you think he ends up, Max? Do you think he gets moved? He's a guy out of all the guys we're going to talk about, the five guys, him being the third, that I think is most likely to stay put in Miami. I think the rest of the guys are likely on the move. I think the Marlins have a pretty good young core with Sandy and Jazz that they might want to keep him and be a solid piece in that rotation. But if they were to move him, the spot that I was researching about and looking at was actually the Toronto Blue Jays. Um, I think this is a team that's kind of solidified themselves, I think, as the best wild card team, or maybe not best wild card team, but second best team in the American League East um, after just destroying the Red Sox and Fenway. And I think their rotation is a little bit banged up. They don't have Kikuchi. They don't have Hinjin Ryu anymore. And having another guy like him behind um, Alec Manoa, Jose Barrios, Gossman, then throw in Pablo Lopez. That's now a rotation that I think is really going to compete for a World Series um, as opposed to kind of this banged up four or five spot they have now. And I think they could make the deal work. I think Pablo Lopez could end up in Toronto. What about you? I actually, I like that pick. I really didn't consider Toronto, but that would bolster their attempts to me i went hometown here i know la's trying to juice up their their bullpen and their arms and just get some arms because they have probably the fifth best rotation sitting on the il right now um but i've got them going to la also i believe part of what brings them to la is the dodgers are scouting and interested in garrett cooper if we know anything from the nationals trade the dodgers are great at pairing a pitcher position player and just doing the package that's my take on it. Would love to have Pablo Lopez in the ravine. Yeah, for sure. Two more pitchers. I'm going to throw one at you. The Cincinnati Red, Luis Castillo. Um, super hot on the market. Great pitcher. Almost certainly going to be dealt. Where do you see Castillo going? Can I just, before I even answer that, Luis Castillo... Very, very good pitcher. He's a 159 ERA plus. Again, ERA plus of 100 would be league average. So he is 59% better ERA than any other pitcher in the league. He probably, I like Pablo Lopez a little bit more, but I think Castillo is probably the most reliable starter in this trade. For me, this is something I've been predicting, and I've said it since the Reds fire sale last summer. We knew, they said we won't trade Castillo. Everyone knew he was out at some point. Made no sense. I said it then. I've said it throughout the season. I've said it now. He's wearing pinstripes. He's going to New York. I have almost no question on this. Now that they're out on Soto, really, they have been attendee. The focus is on pitching. I think Castillo is a New York Yankee before the weekend ends. Yeah, I, I you know, I, I think that's very possible maybe even the most likely choice i was between them and the team i'm gonna pick which is the los angeles dodgers um to me it just seems like he's gonna be in pinstripes or he's gonna be in la both of those teams are two of the best teams in baseball both of those teams could use another arm dodgers for sure could use another arm um and so i i 
just think the Dodgers are in the market for an arm. Uh, so I'm going to pick the Dodgers. I think he would just fit in there, fit right into the rotation. The Cardinals obviously also need a pitcher, but given the National League central rivalry, I just don't see the Reds trading him to another central team and having him beat up on him for the next couple of years. So I like Castillo in LA, but you know, if we got a notification right now that he was moved to the New York Yankees, would not surprise me one bit. I would have some past clips to tweet out if that happens. Uh, yeah, you know, I think you're definitely right. LA's in the market for a pitcher. Now, if everyone comes back healthy, the playoff rotation bullpen will be crazy. But they're in the market, and I think if they do that, Brandon Drury's coming. I don't know what it is, but when Andrew Friedman's at the helm, he loves just packaging that. I think they need a little bit of infield support. I could very much see that happening, and I'd welcome it. Luis Castillo's a badass. Um, and with that, Max, takes us to our last player. We are going to touch on another guy on a fire sale team that we predicted would get traded over the summer. And they're like, oh, we'll wait to the trade deadline. It's a classy thing to do. That is the distraught, just terrible Oakland Athletics. And I'm talking about Frankie Montas. Uh, a very quality arm, but certainly with the batch we've listed would be be the third best, I think. Yeah, I mean, maybe. I, I think he's still a great pitcher, and he could provide a lot of value to a team. The A's, the A's have a lot of players who might be moved. You know, Ramon Laureano, Sean Murphy, both have been rumored to go everywhere. Both, even Cleveland, have been a hot spot for Ramon Laureano in particular and Sean Murphy. Both apparently not only could go to Cleveland, but want to go to Cleveland. Um, but Frankie Montas, I have him coming to the Cardinals. I think the Cardinals should prioritize getting Frankie Montas. They've been in the trade rumors for Frankie Montas. They need a pitcher. They need starting arms more than they need Juan Soto um, with Steven Matz going down. Michaelis has been great. Wayno's up and down. Hudson started good, but has had some blow-up starts. And other than that, like Andre Pallante has like less than 30 career appearances, and he's every five days he's starting. So we need a starting pitcher, especially if we want any chance to go deep in the postseason. Is Soto and Montas too much to ask? Maybe, but I, I think Frankie Montas at least will end up in St. Louis. I think they could put that package together. It would just be about every prospect that you know, which still could be worth it. If you're adding that bat and that arm, you very well could get Albert a ring. Um, love that team. And what's crazy is we did not talk about this. We didn't discuss this. I'm in exact alignment with you. To me, this was probably the easiest to place. No brainer. Um, you know, I, I do agree with you. I think Frankie Montas is going to the Cardinals. Every reason you laid out, you know, they need an arm. I just don't think they're going to compete for the bigger ones to keep their options open. I think they can get Frankie Montas at a little bit of a cheaper price compared to the rest. I think he's a great arm and it could be exactly what they need, Max. Yeah, I mean, it's exciting. It's exciting. I think the Cardinals are just like, they're just like built like a team that's going to make a move at the deadline, right? We have Goldie, who is the clear favorite to win NL MVP. I won't say clear favorite, but the favorite to win NL MVP. Arenado, who's Arenado. We've getting, we're getting Tyler O'Neill back, who struggled early, but ever since he's come back, he's been hitting well. Um, and getting those guys kind of in their prime this is the time where you need to make a move. And the reason I say that they're primed to make a move is they've got all these MLB-ready young guys. 
Think about our team every every day. We've got Gorman, Donovan, Yepes, and the guys who haven't come up, Jordan Walker, Mason Wynn, Matthew Liberatore, who's made a ton of starts. These are top prospects, MLB-ready prospects, surrounded by just guys, superstars in their prime, plus Yachty, Wayno, Albert, likely in their last year, Wayno, when I say likely. This is the year to do it. This is the time to do it. And I, I think they're going to make a splash. So it's super exciting. And I'm sure you feel the same way. Dodgers in a lot of talks. Yeah, Dodgers. And honestly, I don't really think the Dodgers need to trade and acquire any pieces. They've played incredibly well. As I mentioned, their IL contains some of the best arms in baseball. So that's like trading in its own right. But I just want to echo what you said with St. Louis. I, I don't think it can be understated how important to the franchise the fact that this is the farewell tour of the big three, uh, how much you got to go. And of course, as you said, in some ways, I think the injuries that the Cardinals have had may have helped them in all of this because they got to show the league, not only are our prospects MLB ready, they've good in the MLB. They're making real contributions. I think it's the perfect storm. I think the Cardinals get both Soto and Frankie Montas. That makes them a terrifying, terrifying team. I mean, it, <laughs> I can't even think about that. I mean, if we got if we got Frankie and Juan Soto, I mean, <laughs> wake up, that Mo. would be something special. Tell Mo to wake up. It's time, dude. People, Cardinals Twitter sometimes drives me crazy because these people hate Mo which I mean, sometimes it's justified, but they, they just always get on him for not making moves. Like we got Arenado, we got Goldie, we got Matt holiday in 2013. Like, or it might've been before then. I forget when we got Matt holiday, but I mean, he's made moves. We've competed almost every single year, um, except kind of during those Matheny years post 2013. But you know, I, I think Mo's done a great job, and I think he's going to make a splash here. If he doesn't, then, you know, I think we could pile the hate on. Oh, wow. Okay. So you're ready to Maybe go. Not. See, I, Maybe not hate him, but I've never give him a little more that, criticism. At least in the last, like, decade, I haven't been in that position because the Dodgers buy every single year. I don't really understand how, but, um, you know, they do, and that is – not worked out in their favor most years. So we'll see what comes back again. One of their big acquisitions, uh, Danny Duffy literally has never pitched a baseball for them. They signed him again to a one year deal and he just hangs out permanent residence on the injured list. Shout out to him. Um, would love to see him pitch at least one ball, but I think, that, I think the Dodgers do need to make a move for an arm. Like I, I know you have Julio and Kershaw's pitching out of his mind. Um, and sure. Like, Anderson and uh, Ian White, like these guys have pitched well, but Tony Gonsolin, Walker Bueller, you'll get Bueller back, but like even before his injury, he was not the Walker Bueller everybody expected. And now coming off the 60 day, 60 day IL might be questionable. And it's, I think you need another arm that can be a starter in that game three of the World Series. Um, and you feel comfortable with him going out there against, say, Nestor Cortez or Justin Verlander, you know, I, I, I think you need another arm, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I just know Dustin Mays and the hopper too, getting trying him back. I mean, I, 
I like what's going on, but it never hurts to have quality pitching. Uh, if anything, if you can keep Dustin May and Gonsolin as bullpen pieces in the playoffs, that's just disgusting in every regard. But yeah, that's I mean, kind of traded deadline. Oh, yep. No, I was just going to say, I, I like Mitch White and Tyler Anderson have done great pretty well. You know, I mean, the Dodgers are performing well, but I don't know if you want them deep in postseason games. Yeah, no, that that's definitely true. That's kind of the trade deadline preview, Max. Uh, we will be reviewing, obviously, as the trade line deadline comes and passes and talking about all the trades on next episode. Uh, I think with that being said, that we've done our deadline predictions before we move into the later part of the show. I have two important Jackie updates to share. Uh, this week, we had the Jackie Robinson Museum in New York City have the ribbon cutting, really awesome event. Had Rachel Robinson, who just turned 100 out there, snip, snipping away. Billie Jean King, uh, definitely a star-studded affair. That museum is open to the public September 5th. I imagine rounding third will have coverage live from the ground before the end of the year because that's awesome. Jackie Robinson's awesome. So if you're in Manhattan, which huge air, that they didn't put it in Brooklyn, New York. I mean, one of the bigger bag fumbles ever, but Manhattan, New York. <laughs> Jackie Robinson Museum must go to attraction worth going to the city of New York for, in my opinion. Max, yeah. any uh, comments on the Jackie Robinson Museum? I mean, I think it's super exciting. Um, I, I think we should get boots on the ground, maybe do some uh, live reporting, definitely go see it ourselves. I think that'd be pretty awesome. Um, I mean, I, I think it's important to commemorate them in any way we can. I've got the 42 on my hat right now. Um, I mean, he's a legend. I think any way we can commemorate him, we should. So it's awesome. Love it. And other Jackie news on the History Channel now. If you're on the History Channel app, you can stream the docuseries after Jackie, basically detailing everything Jackie Robinson did after baseball that made him so incredible in addition to his Hall of Fame caliber career uh, or just Hall of Fame career. Uh, so Go ahead, check that out. Executive produced by LeBron James. I believe Mookie Betts had a hand in it. If not, he's a mega fan. Uh, just a couple fellas rocking Dodger Blue. So those are my Jackie updates. Had to toss them in there. Um, so, yeah, go check those things out. Jackie Robinson, critical part of the game. That will not be forgotten. Let's talk some current baseball. We'll get into spicy and dicey here. Pick one team that's trending up, one team that's trending down. You know, I, I feel like we focus so much on these prospects or not prospects, but uh, the trade deadline and stuff. Let's talk about some real things that are happening right now in the game because things are shaking up and we're almost at 100 games played. We might be there. I don't even know. But we're approaching 100 games played by some of these teams and things are heating up as we approach wild card season. The extra wild card spot means a lot more teams are competing going late into the season. So, James, spicy and dicey. First time on video doing it. Give me one time team that is trending up right now. Who's spicy? Look, this one's hard. There's going to be accusations. I have a lot in my wheelhouse that I've written down. But at the end of the day, I just kept coming back to the fact that the stats back me up in such regard. I don't feel like it's a homer pick. I have the Los Angeles Dodgers who have been on, like, it's more than a heater at this point. It's kind of wild. It's not talked about all the time. Eight and two over their last 10. Um, you know, Washington did sneak two wins for them. But what's impressive to me over their last 23 games, they are 19 and four. 
I mean, that is ridiculous. That's why I'm not worried if they acquire at the deadline or not, because 19 to four, they are just beating everyone. And part of those Cardinals snuck out one of those wins. Um, again, Nationals with two kind of flukes in there. They've been scorching hot, including a sweep of the San Francisco Giants, which I called on this podcast incredible. Too easy. Yeah, I mean, the Dodgers are great. They've been playing great all year, and but especially of late, going into the deadline or going into the All Star break and post All Star break, they've just kept it up. Um, I had a couple teams on here. I mean, I wanted to say the Mariners. I'm wearing the hat. They won 14 straight before the break. They got swept by the Astros, but then they swept the Rangers back. So they're still looking good. But I went with the New York Mets. Um, just this past Subway Series, it was electric baseball two games in city field against the new york rival the new york yankees and i mean i mean it lived up to the hype we got three battles between scherzer and judge last night scherzer struck him out all three times so electric and for the mets to win both of those games i just i i think it's huge for them the story all year in baseball has been how good the yankees are you know, Judge is going to break the home run record. They're on pace to beat the Mariners' 2001 wins record. And to bring the Yankees into City Field and take two from them, it was, I mean, I think they deserve a lot of credit. And going into that game, I mean, they've been playing well, too. They lost the series to the Padres 2-1. to one. But before that, I think they beat the Cubs, and then they beat the Braves in a series. So, the Mets are looking good, and they're getting hot at the right time. DeGrom is coming back next week. Scherzer looked amazing yesterday. This team is gearing up and getting hot at the right time. Well, and I think it's a good time to remind ourselves that we're finally going to see the actual Mets as they were constructed, as Stephen Cohen shout out his money to do. It'll be interesting to see if they do anything at the deadline as far as some of the extra bets that are available because I think they certainly could use it. They just have, like, no power. A lot of great contact. Trey Mancini. Pete. Trey Mancini would be a great fit. Um, could see that happening. Brian Reynolds, I also think, could maybe go there. Uh, so They got Vogel we'll back. Yeah. and that, So, I mean, that's it's going to be interesting to see. But, again, love the call out of the Mets. There was a lot of teams eligible. Just to run through, I thought Toronto had a bid. Again, you mentioned oh, yeah, Seattle. Sure. Like, Seattle, we just missed the wrong time because that streak was the coolest thing in baseball. Shout out the Mariners. Um, been a fan since day one of this season. Uh, awesome <laughs> stuff there. Uh, again, the Mets, uh, the Guardians. And if you're really looking for a laugh, the Chicago Cubs have a sneaky six-game win streak. So all kinds of ways to go. Um, at the end of the day, I respect where we went. My question I'm almost certain we have the same dicey team. Mine, you definitely could guess. But Max, who's dicey? I so I know who you're gonna pick. So I'm not gonna pick them because um, I, I want to mix it up a little bit. I'm going with the Boston Red Sox. Um, they are now fifth place in the AL East. The Orioles jumped them. They just got spanked by the blue jays at home i mean 28 to 5 it was 25 to 3 i think after the fifth inning in that game um so far they're in the middle of a series with the guardians they're down 2-1 in that series um before that they lost three straight to the blue jays before that they lost two straight to the yankees 13 to 2 14 to 1 um 
it's a big question mark because I think the Red Sox were kind of a team that it was, are they buying or selling at this deadline? Because they, they've got J.D. Martinez, they've got Xander Bogarts, they've got Rafael Devers. They've got all these guys that are super good. Are they trying to trade J.D. Martinez or are they trying to bring guys in that could maybe bolster the rotation and give them a chance? But, I mean, the Orioles are ahead of them now. and all, I, I love the Orioles. I think they're going to be really good in the next two, three, four years. But if you're a Red Sox fan, you should not be expecting to be fifth place in the A at least 100 games into the season. So Red Sox are my dicey team. Now, James, I know who you're going to pick here. But before I even get into it, one of the things I just want to touch on with the Red Sox, not only have they been getting obliterated on the scoreboard, but like their defense has looked terrible. I mean, it's worse oh, than yeah. Little League. Like Alex Cora literally came out and said, like, we, we need to catch the ball. You should pass sixth grade. You should not be telling baseball players, well, if we just catch it. I mean, it's been like air after air after air after air. Like it's impossible to watch. Been following along with Jared Carabas's tweets. And I mean, that dude, we got to get him a pack of smokes or a therapist or something, which all deserved. The Red Sox, again, looked terrible to start the year. They bounced back, put themselves on a position, and now, again, they're terrible. So I love the pick. Glad that they got their shout-out, Max. Um, that Guardians game last night was ugly. Just errors all over the place for them. It, it's like it's unwatchable. It really is from like a defensive perspective. It, if it was my team, I would lose my mind. Um, with that being said, something that I can't ever let go under the rug needs to have attention called to it. One of the funniest things of all time is the fact that the dicey team of the week is, of course, the San Francisco Giants. I mean, hilarious organization. I love it. I said they were going to get swept by L.A. That's exactly what happened. We opened the closet, pulled out the brooms, got it done. And it just looked they're 3-7 and seven over their last 10. They're on a seven-game losing streak and got swept by the rivals. I think now they have to be selling. Certainly, they can't be buying. They have no chance. Uh, I, I don't know why you would go after it. Again, if the Padres make a monster move, the Dodgers are probably going to only get better. And by the way, they've now put double-digit leads on the rest of the division. San Francisco, I, to me, it kind of shows last year really was. I wouldn't say a fluke. They certainly earned it. We're a great team. But it shows that that was a one-off event. Um, so it's very fun to me. Like I hope they enjoyed their one year winning the NL West in this decade. Um, I don't know. Have fun in the rearview mirror. Yeah, I mean, the Giants are at this point, you know, a, a non-factor. It almost seems like when you look at the wild card race, um, they, were, they were a team I was worried about because, you know, they're not going to win the division. And Cardinals, if they don't, they're going to be competing with the Giants. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, winning 107 games last year, I mean, was it all Buster Posey? It, it certainly seems like it. Um, the thing is though, like, who are they even going to sell? Like, Jock, I, I don't they have, feel like they've they got, could do jock pop. Yeah. Jock pop. I mean, maybe a Yastrzemski, Lestella, rough, someone like that, but like Brandon Crawford, Brandon Bell, Evan Longoria, those guys are older and I don't think anybody really wants them unless it's just kind of like, let's get him for one postseason run here, but they're now three and a half games behind the Cardinals for the third wildcard spot. So Certainly looking like they are out of the mix. And, yeah, definitely the right pick, James. I mean, I just it's low-hanging fruit at this point. So I hate to go home or back-to-back, but that's how it is. They're bums. I was going to pick the Astros just to be kind of funny. I mean, I know they're amazing and they swept the Mariners, but 
they just got swept in Oakland. Oakland just seems to have their number at all times. But, I mean, the Astros are great. But that was a weird, weird series. It's just very funny because you have an Oakland team that actively wants to lose games. Like, they do not want yeah. to win, and they are fighting against themselves winning and still beat the Astros, one of the best teams in baseball. James, let's go to lock of the week. Um, I believe you got the dub yesterday. Is that or not yesterday, but last week, correct? I unfortunately took the L. I did get the dub. Uh, that moved me up to seven and seven. Unfortunately, taking a little narrow lead over you. You are six and eight right now. Pitting a couple losses together, Max. I'm hoping you turn your tides around and you know point the viewers, listeners in the right direction. Where are you going to do to do that? What's your lock? What are you thinking? Where's your head at? I'm going to do something that I don't think we've done yet. And is actually going to be, let me pull up my notes here. Saturday's game, Royals versus Yankees. Granky versus Nestor Cortez. I'm going a no-run first inning in that game. Um, I, I think the odds might be decent just because the Yankees... Uh, put up a lot of runs, but I trust Granky to get at least one solid inning down, and same with Nestor. So I'm going no run first inning Saturday Royals Yankees. Wow, I love the bet. Just getting it out there. Love a good no run first inning. One of the all time sweats, um, especially you get a couple base runners on. So we'll see how that goes. Um, I like the new direction on the bet, Max. I went with something that I feel like honestly people would assume this bet you picked. But I don't know why. I, I was having trouble coming up with my lock of the week. I really liked the Pablo Lopez game on Sunday. I figure he probably gets traded by then, if not scratched. By the way, Luis Castillo scratched today for the Reds. So I'm like, ah, that's dicey. Then I don't want to pivot, and who knows. I'm going with a series bet, and I'm hoping I'm getting odds because I'm taking the Cleveland Guardians going to Tampa Bay. I like how the Guardians have been playing versus the Red Sox. They're learning how to beat up on the AL East. They're going to continue that in Tampa. Very simple. Guardians win the series. I like it. I mean, I, I love the Guardians. Uh, they have been playing well. Um, I, I like it. I mean, Tampa Bay, I think, has been struggling a little bit as of late. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure they have been. And the Guardians have been hot, so you'll probably get good odds with the Guardians team on the road. So, And, and I'm assuming that McClellahan, Shane, uh, McClanahan, stumbling over my C's and M's in there, but uh, he's going to get the win there. I just assume Guardians win the other games. I like it. A little bit of a hometown, little Ohio bet. Like how the Guardians have been playing. Again, could be buyers at the deadline, which is very interesting. I don't think any of us would have predicted that, Max. Yeah, they're in a lot of rumors, especially for some type of catcher, whether it's Contreras, Sean Murphy, somebody like that. So exciting stuff. Well, speaking of something we did not necessarily predict, let's move to Sunday Night Baseball and our preview. I want to talk about Peckham last week. Pete Alonzo, he was the player of the game, named by us. Uh, he kind of sent the Mets over the edge. We both lost our first initial Peckham as we both had the Padres. But I think we're looking to bounce back here. I feel like we have a very easy game here, but it's kind of interesting. It's kind of interesting, Max, because 
if you look at the recent runs these teams have had, it is not as easy as you would initially think. Cubs in San Francisco. Cubs, like you said, though, six-game winning streak. Giants, seven-game losing streak. I believe it's Rodon on the mound for the Giants. And I, I forget who the Cubs pitcher is, if you know it. Adrian Sampson. I'm still going Giants. I mean, I think it's just an easy pick. We're not doing any type of bet. It's just like a win-loss type thing. And I, I don't want to take the Cubs and go 0-2. I, I got to go Giants, Rodon, at home. Even though they're on a losing skid, I like the Giants. Yeah, I mean, you have the whole winning streak versus losing streak. By the way, the two like half-capable hitters, not named Seiya Suzuki on the Cubs, probably won't even be there by Sunday. They may be, but like... Who knows? Uh, it's Carlos Rodon at home. Even though I think the Giants are a joke, I think it's hilarious that they can't get a win to save their lives. I, I mean, I would be shocked if they lose this game. I have on my sheet San Francisco by a billion. That's what I have written down. I think it's easy. I assumed you would pick Giants too. A lot of NL West picks. Look, I'm a fair guy. You know, I can trash the Giants. I can pick them. I had Padres last week. Hoping to uh, even up here. I think that's what we need and i like another consensus uh pick them yeah la last week was good i, I liked putting out that pick them pick them uh graphic we got the the fan vote over a hundred votes in the poll that we put out um so that was pretty good they obviously they is in the fans picked san diego as did we we all took the loss um and it was like 61 percent said san diego 39 percent said the mets but yeah, Pete Alonso had a huge night. I'm excited to see this. I imagine that we're going to be looking at 85% plus for the fan vote this week, but we'll see. Hopefully we all come out winners. Yeah, and, and keep in mind that fan vote comes out on our Twitter, rounding 3RD now at noon on Saturday. Noon on Saturday is open until noon on Sunday. You got 24 hours, get your pick in, you know, and we're tracking how the fans are doing. It's part of the graphic. Um, and let us know you like the direction with pick them, with the show, with what we're doing. Um, I think we've made a lot of good changes, Max. Really, really happy about where we're at and always happy to talk baseball with you. Yeah. Don't forget to follow us on TikTok. We put, we started a new TikTok first first post, got almost a thousand views as we're recording this, and I posted it last night. So, that's pretty fire. Um, but follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Spotify. Looking to looking forward. Next week should be a big episode, James. We're going to cover all trade deadline stuff, plus look back on the month of July and give out our July awards. Action-packed episode might run a bit longer, so stay tuned for that. But, James, I'm looking forward to seeing this deadline. Yeah. Let's see how it plays out. Should be an exciting week of baseball. And, of course, do not miss next week. It's going to be must-watch content.